1420 Sports Bar Podcast Show 277. It's Super Bowl post-game 1420 style coming at you. Dave and I are going to give our overall thoughts on the game that was, and of course, the penalty, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. We'll give our good, the bad, and the ugly of the big game. We'll also talk about some changes that the NFL has to make before the start of next football season. So as always, sit back, grab a few beers, and let's get into her. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast Show 277, part of the Belly Up Network of shows. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED at Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping all of your uh, men's personal grooming needs at Manscaped.com today. Dave, Super Bowl week came and went. We'll get into that in half a second, but... On Saturday afternoon, me and some uh, guys from the Southern Alberta Umpire Association, after we got done calling uh, balls and strikes at, at the Lloyd Nolan Field, we decided to go for a couple of beers. And why is it, Dave, that um, you get a lot more accomplished when a guy's got a pint in his hand compared to when you have a scheduled meeting? Because the wrong people aren't there. That's why. You can speak frankly. And, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how much some people drink, but, you know, two, two loosens lips. In There's a saying in Latin, in vino veritas, in wine, there's truth. So I think that's why. Yeah, because, no, we uh, we got to, like, we have our Zoom meetings. We have meetings all the time, once a month, when we talk all the time, and nothing really gets accomplished. And then on, on Saturday afternoon, we decided to go as, as a, a few of us went and had a few beers and everything else, and all of a sudden we were talking more, and saw, and uh, we solved some problems. We got the, we uh, didn't create any, which was the first time, and things were signed, sealed, and delivered now, so it was quite nice. Uh, I guess a drunk man's words or a sober man's thoughts a little bit when it comes down to it. Well, that's the other thing. You got to be careful with those uh, pub meetings too, right? Okay, so when I say this on next Zoom, you got my back, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, a oh, fuck face isn't here today. Ah, Jesus, that's the one guy I needed to sway. Well, and that was that out. was the like, one thing that kicks. I had the, I had two different Zooms yesterday before the Super Bowl started, but the we uh, when we got done talking what we were talking about, I said, okay, well, the other two guys – we got to include them. We'll do something tomorrow morning so this can't go away because we acted on it quite quickly and things actually turned out uh, quite well for on everybody's behalf. So we uh, we we solved some problems with a few a few beers and it was actually a good little situation there. It's just funny how when things are formal, nothing gets accomplished. All you do is is have another meeting set up. But then when 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 it's uh, time to you know get get down to brass tacks, yeah, fuck whatever, yeah, good good, see you later. You no, know, it's it was actually it's quite funny how that always works out. Things make more sense with a plate of wings and a, and a jug of beer in front of you. Always does. I'm glad you didn't say pictures. Pictures <laughs> throw baseballs. But no, it was uh, good. 
Dave, the uh, Super Bowl came and went yesterday. The football season came to an end late last night. Uh, a hell of a football game. The game was great. I uh, One of the better games in recent memory, obviously recency bias because it was just yesterday, but that was one of the better games I've seen in quite some time. Uh, up, down, all around, uh, comeback, the second half, the injury, penalties, the great missed field goals. Okay, it, that game had a little bit of everything. It was, it was, it was a very entertaining game and, and, you know, and, and props to the players on the Eagles and the, the chiefs, they delivered and, and they, I think they both, obviously both teams made, made some mistakes, but that's sports. And I, as I've been talking forever, the better team did win. Um, Philadelphia made a far better game out of this game than I thought would happen. And it was entertaining right to the end, right to the fourth quarter. And that's all you can ask. And it was, and it was, it was, it was a game of, of the both teams making plays more than team making mistakes is, is kind of how I watched it. Well, the, my sister's not the biggest football person, but of course she watched the Super Bowl, one of those things. Right. And, and, uh, the first uh, two drives, both teams scored and then, and then Philly scored again. I can't remember if it was a field goal or, a, or whatever it was. And she said, man, football looks easy. And the offenses were making it look really easy and they were. And I was thinking this score is going to be 49, 42 or 56, 49 or something because the, uh, the offenses were exponentially better than the defense, especially in the first the first uh, 10 minutes of that football game. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it made me think for a little bit there yesterday. Um, I wonder if NFL is going to be going towards the college route. Um, and when, that, when I say that, I mean, like, when you have the most talented players and able to pick on a weak link, you're going to score, and you're going to score often. And both these teams are tremendously talented offensively, and they scored and they scored often. Yeah, like like Elaine said, it's they they were making football look really easy, and I I couldn't believe because these you got to think that they're both professionals on both sides of the ball, and it didn't look like it uh, for the first. Uh, 15 minutes of that football game. The the biggest thing about the first half of that game, we'll talk about the, the penalty and the rest of it later on. Uh, but the biggest thing about that first half for me, Dave, was the amount of time that Philly had the ball and didn't, didn't put that game away. And they was when, when the defense is on the field that long. And when you're, when you're chasing somebody, you get tired, whether you're chasing a girl or chasing a fucking a receiver, you get tired after a little bit. And I, that's the one thing that if you look back today, that Philadelphia couldn't put it away, having that ball for as much as they did in the first half. See, and I've never, I've never given much um, credence to time of possession. Go fuck yourself. It's what you do on the possessions you have. You have to cash them in. Um, time of possession don't mean fucking shit. It's what you have to do with the ball. And Philly, like the, the biggest rushing team in the NFL this year. You know what happens when you're a rushing team? You two clock. You two clock. You two clock. And that's what they do. It has nothing to do with time of possession. They had, uh, whatever, 15 more offensive plays in Kansas City. But that's their style of offense. You know, they take the the occasional deep hit, which they cashed in on a couple times. But the basis of their offense is, is five to six yards, five to six yards. And once it's uh, – when, it, when it's third and one, 
you're going to do two sneaks and get that first down. And that chews clock as well. So I hear what you're saying, what you're saying, but it's, it's not time of possession. It's it's amount of possessions. Quality possession. I guess Correct. is one way of putting it, right? Like it's yeah. we're not gonna we we don't normally break down uh, game tape here at the fourteen twenty podcast, but it's just funny how that that all worked out yesterday. And usually with football games, when when the way that one started, and and this happens uh, week in week out throughout the, the football season, when in college football and anything else, when a team is rolling like like Philadelphia was, and this is just just a, a feel thing. And then the field goal gets missed, and then the two uh, fourth and and I don't want to say fourth and long because it's fourth and five, and then fourth and three. So it's not really long, but it's it's uh, but th- those two gambles that Sariani Sariani took that was huge. And I thought the way that this was rolling, I thought that Philly was going to just start to roll because that's how football usually works when a team gets those opportunities. And the other team doesn't doesn't get anything. A team just keeps going and going and going. And Philly looked like they were just going and they weren't going to stop. Especially with those those two fourth down uh, fourth and whatever the yardage was when they when they capitalize on those. I thought Philly's not going to lose this game. Um, I will disagree with you there. That is the way the the Philly style is like super aggressive and and always going for it. Um, a couple of those. Uh, conversions they weren't gimmies like it wasn't like they they were close to not to to turning over the ball on downs and, it, and it there was the one i thought they were going to punt for sure and they didn't it was fourth and five i think it was or fourth and six like it was like i thought maybe maybe you should punt this one was in my in my not never played a football game in my life head was, was, was that one for sure yeah and, and it seemed to me like you know philly was rolling the dice rolling and winning and winning um and and which is good and you know if if you're if you're having a day have our have a day there's a saying i i believe by if you're having a lucky day keep testing your luck because you could be every test your luck every day because you could be walking around lucky and not even know it yeah. and philly was having a day and they were testing their luck um the you know, it, it happened in the second quarter that Jalen Hurts fumble, which was all him. That was the turn. That was, I want, I'm not going to say the, the turning point, but that's the play that won Kansas City the 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 game. When you look back on 100%. it, hundred percent, right? And and that happens in the second quarter, and there, there's a lot of game left, and we all know it. But Philly, that's when Philly said, "Like, ah, oh, fuck, we fucked up." Okay, don't worry about it. We'll keep going. And they did. Especially they when did. Kansas City missed the field goal. He thought, okay, we'll be okay here. Yeah. Not we. I mean, like that, that's probably what Philly fans were saying and Philly players were saying, okay, we're going to be okay here. We still have a, a 10, 12-point lead, whatever it is, going to the half. Uh, but that, yeah, that hurts. That hurt. He just dropped the ball. It was bizarre. Because I was – I, I was like that's like Deanne just was cooking or whatever. She was doing that thing you don't do. And then uh, I said, he just he just dropped the ball. Like he just dropped the ball. My brother was at a, a party in in uh, New Jersey last night at somebody's house with Philly, whatever. Uh, but he goes like the people, the, those fans were just like, "What the fuck?" He just dropped, like he dropped the ball. Yeah, the game was like, and, and these things happen, and it happens. I'd not say all the time. It. it you know, who am I to say something like this? But, you know, it seemed like uh, 
Philly was getting a little complacent. This is easy for us. We're going to steamroll. We're going to boat race, boat race these guys, boat race these guys. Yeah. And, and then you just get a little careless. And that's like ball protection is rule number one when you're on offense. Like whether you're handing it off or throwing it off, don't turn that fucking thing over. And he did that all by himself. And then so for whatever reason, I don't know what he was thinking. But at the end of the day, he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball. He, he just dropped it. Dropped the ball. Went to tuck it, bumped it. Hand-to-hand transfer, whatever it was. He just dropped the ball and then the scoop and score. And then that that just uh, opened things up for, for Kansas Or got Kansas City back in the game. Well, it, it prevented them from falling further behind, right? Because yeah. then that made it 14-all. But, you know, if you go up now 20, <laughs> 21-7 and 14-14 is a lot different score. At Philly didn't really skip a beat, right? They they came back and they 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 went into the halftime up by ten, but you know, up by ten or up by seventeen, the game would have been not over, but it's a lot more over than it was. Than that up by fumble changed changed the course of the game. Say what you want about anything else, but you give up uh, you give up offensive touchdowns like that. Uh, that's a bad thing, and it, it, it's not a it's not good, especially in a game like that. And it, you, like hindsight's twenty twenty, and it, the way that it turned out, and you can bitch all you want about the, how the rest of the game turned out, but that play changed the, the course of the football game, and that and that play is the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Like that, yeah. and that's and it, and it happened and in the second quarter. Yeah, you know, seven points. So like, it, who knows what happened? Um, yeah, it, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Well, no, like, you know, in the second half is the second half. That's the first half that we're talking about. But the second half, I believe, is, is this is this is what happens when you have a veteran genius coaching staff on the KC side and an up-and-comer, do-it-our-way, brash, um, Philly style. Kansas City made adjustments. Philly did not. And Kansas City in the second half owned them. Owned them. The defense didn't have a fucking clue. They had two walk-in touchdowns, Kansas City, in the second half. What was astonishing to me, what was crazy to me is that uh, there was that scare with Mahomes a minute and a half left, I think. Oh, yeah. In in the second quarter. And his ankle was done, and he was limping, and he was, uh uh-oh, this ain't good. And he was on the the bench, on the sidelines. Usually guys don't sit down very much in a football game. And he was sitting down on the bench and like, oh, this ain't good. And uh, what's it? he retired after the game yesterday, the quarterback, the uh, backup for, for Kansas City. Chad Henning. Yeah, Henning. One of the announcers said something so fucking stupid as they, they, they were going to halftime. We'll talk about that debacle too. But as they're going uh, as they're, they're going down the tunnel, that Chad Henning might, might be going to the game. And I thought there's no way that Chad Henning's playing in this game. There's there's no way, and for that that announcer to say something that is such a clickbait kind of a a, a a a talk because there was no way like you get you 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 play all year for that one without that one chance and you have two quarters left like Mahomes wasn't sitting out that game what they what what they injected into his veins is none of my business but he came out a brand new yeah medicine. makes you wonder what the toxology report was yeah because they, they probably threw that away by the time the frozen. game was over just in case because there's they had to because he was limping it didn't look as, as bad as when he left the field but he was limping a little bit they might have rewrapped it whatever could have happened but uh there might have been something a little bit nefarious going on there in the Kansas City Chiefs uh, locker room at, at, at halftime and you know what 
And actually, the extended halftime at the Super Bowl has because they they put on those shitty shows like it was yesterday. That probably helped out the Kansas City Chiefs a lot. No, I I completely agree. Like, so whatever happened at halftime, the fact it was a Super Bowl would definitely benefit the KC Chiefs because I don't know if you're icing the ankle. I don't know if you're putting a heating pad on the ankle. I don't know if you're taking a horse tranquilizer and putting it right into his fucking heel. He didn't, Patrick Mahomes showed no ill effects of a high ankle sprain in that second half. Because we've all uh, had an ankle sprain or two in our long, illustrious careers or just life. Well, not careers, but just life. And, and, and they hurt bad. Like, they they don't just go away. Like, sometimes like, you walk it off a little bit. Yeah. And, and they're, I mean, Mahomes is a highly trained athlete, obviously. But it just seemed that the the tides turned at halftime a lot for the Kansas City Chiefs. And like, and you were saying, like, the co- coaching had a lot to do with it, obviously. But um, that game just went a complete 180 in the second half. And to me, that that that's the depth of coaching, right? The Kansas City defense was able to stop um, Philly, make him punt. Um, and Kansas City just touched down, touched down, touched down. They found the weak spots. They knew what to ha- what what where to attack. And Philly didn't have an answer in the second half. They simply did not have an answer. Kansas City won that game in the second half by being the better team in the second half. And and that's to me it's it's indisputable. I don't care what anyone has to say. Kansas City won that game in the second half by being the better team. Yeah, and they they won the game. I mean, it, it was a controversy. We get the controversy at the at the end of the show today or, or next segment. But uh, let's get into after the game there a little bit when it was all said and done, and Travis Kelsey decided to come on stage and he say and he did. Jesus Christ, Kelsey! He needs to shut up. He needs to shut up. Just Who disrespect nobody. You? Nobody thought we. Everybody thought you'd do it. You have the best player in football. Nobody well, yeah. once said you weren't going to do it. Nobody. Like, nobody once said you're not going to win. They picked other teams to maybe have a chance to win. But nobody from beginning of the season to right now said you weren't going to win. That guy needs to shut up. Or, or start listening to 1420 Sports Bar podcast. I had your back, T. Kels. I did. I thought you were going to win. I get it. We only got like 20 people. Our moms and aunts know that I was going to fuck that. I think I thought Casey brutally oh, honest. Better than that, but yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. But, like, but we, could, need, we, we need a bigger presence in Kansas city. Obviously like I could not off. believe cause he, and then he, he rolled back with it too. And Mahomes looked at him like, can you just go away, dude? Give me this moment. Because right? he did it to him after championship game too. He, he interjected and butted in. It yeah. must be a tight end thing. Cause Gronkowski is the same thing. Uh, blah, I, I, blah, I, blah 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 like just, I disagree. I think I think Gronkowski's a little bit more intelligent than uh, than Kelsey, which is Kelsey's tough just because a, Gronkowski doesn't seem very bright. Well, I think he's extremely bright. He just he's just good at playing the meathead. Playing playing how? No, I was whereas, I was taken aback with that Kelsey. Thing I could not yeah. believe that. I, I was just like because even Deanne, she goes, "Who said that they weren't going to win?" I said, "I don't know. I have no idea." Right, they like you know you're a one and a half point underdog. Like that's that's not being that's disrespected. A yeah, that's a pick'em. 
So, like, like, yeah, Kelsey has to shut up. He sour taste my mouth personally. Yeah, one hundred respect for his game, but his uh, behind the mic, he has to just tone it down. And and I don't know if he has an image handler or whatever like that, or maybe his brother. Well, he's gonna find one now because I I think this is probably I don't know if we're the first people to be saying this outside of Kansas City, but uh, yeah, it was a bad look on that guy and. Maybe he's talking about he's a, one of the best uh, tight ends of all time and blah, blah, and the rest. Man, that was a bad look on his end. I, I thought it was really, really horrible. There's one thing about being a uh, yeah, intense, and there's one thing about being a sore loser, but being a sore winner is actually worse. I, I agree. Like We won. Just, yeah, we know, man. The score is there. You, you're going to get a ring. Way to go. There's no need for bulletin board material after you've just won the championship game. Like yeah. this, I thought that was a, a yeah terrible lucky. You know, I will I will have an aside on this one. Joshua watched the game with me, and they did show Mama Kelsey. Did you see that when they showed her? She had a jacket, and on one sleeve yeah. they had Chase and and then Joshua. Look at that lady. Look at that lady. She's a total bandwagoner. Look at that bandwagoner. <laughs> well, she kind of has to be, Jasper. That's kind of the way it works out. <laughs> I explain it. She doesn't well, really have makes... a choice in this situation. so <laughs> That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because nope. <laughs> he uh... didn't realize it was so funny, that bandwagon lady. Look at that bandwagon lady. <laughs> the biggest bandwagon lady in the history of sport. Well, with a, with a reason, right? Yeah. No. To. All in all, I thought it was a great football game. We'll get into the, the negatives of it. That's what podcasts do. But all in all, it was a it was a really it was a really really uh, entertaining football game that I think captivated a lot of people. But you know what? You know it's a good football game when your phone's not blowing up during a foot during Super Bowl, right? Like that. That's when you know things are things are intense and people are watching it and, and, and having a good time. I wasn't on Twitter and I'm always on Twitter and everything else, but I, I was watching that game from beginning to end. We'll get into the negative stuff in our, our next segment, but all in all, I thought that that was a, uh, um, an entertaining, an entertaining game as it, as it could possibly get a game worthy of the championship trophy, yeah. right? Like two good teams, clearly two very talented teams. They came, they brought it. Um, I think the better team of the day one. And and I'm the same with you. Like you're, when when the game's on, the phone's off to the side. And because why? I'm watching the fucking game. I, I I'm. If I'm it was a blowout, we'd have been. We all would have been on our phone with each other, right? Because it would have been. But it yeah, was. Uh, it was, it was great. Talking, but... Let's hypothetical the shit out of this one, Dave. Let Let's just say that if uh, if it wasn't a fumble that Hertz had in the second quarter and that and Kansas city still won, but the numbers were still there and it wasn't a, a turnover for, to get that touchdown. Does Hertz somehow become a, like an MVP on a losing team? Cause he had a hell of a day, three, three rushing uh, touchdowns, 300 and some yards passing. Like his numbers were way better than, 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 uh, Mahomes were. Could it, could it have been that situation like that? Um, I don't know if it's ever happened in in, in, in well, NFL history. I know it's happened well, in, in National Hockey League where, like, Ron Hextall won that uh, MVP in 87, but that's a seven-game series. I, I'm not saying no, but, like, you know, you know, he got three rushing TDs in a, in a Super Bowl with a, with a two-point conversion. That's commendable. But, you know, three rushing TDs on eight yards of rushing, you know, big fucking deal. 
right? Like any pass for a ton, and I get it, but like you know, like it, it's 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 the the fact that he scored three rushing TDs is big fucking deal because all of them were from the one yard line, right? No, I, yeah, I'm just, just asking questions. Man. You're going to be mad at me. I'm just fucking. No, well, I mean, I'm answering the question. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it that he had three TDs and I, and then he had a hell of a game. I'm, I'm not, I'm not besmirching Jalen Hurts in his performance. We only besmirch on, on Thursdays. We don't besmirch on Mondays. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to shit on Jalen Hurts. There we go. I, I thought he played a hell of a game. I really do. But uh, the fact he got three TDs, um, uh, rushing TDs, his big fucking deal. That's what they do and they're good at it. Right. That's 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 neither here nor there to me. I'd be more I'd be more impressed with three passing TDs than three rushing TDs. Before we get out of here for this segment, Dave, I'll ask you, like you hear all this talk about how great Mahomes is and he is. And and it's yeah, and then where he ranks in the court. And we're not gonna get into where he ranks in the in the pantheon of quarterbacks throughout the long, illustrious history of the National Football League. But uh if he were to say, I'm out, is he a Hall of Famer tomorrow? And and hear me out a little bit. I, I think he would be just for a simple reason. Uh, your main man, Terrell Davis, uh, got in the Hall of Fame for three really great years, but it was just three years. Uh, is, would Patrick Mahomes be a Hall of Famer already? If his injury, If his injury was cut short tomorrow, then yes. If he plays eight years of middling ball, Maybe not, but like, yeah, if he, if he, for whatever reason, suffered a career ending injury in game three next year, then yes, I think he's a hall of famer. Yeah. You can hang him up. Yeah. yeah he's, a diff- he, he's, he's a big, a difference maker as this league has seen in a decade. Quite some time. Quite yeah. some time. And just the way he does it and doesn't, it's not, it's not like, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, we don't be smirch on Mondays. We be smirch on Thursdays. I'm not shitting on Brady because Brady had a lot of guys that he made a little bit better on his team. This Mahomes cat, he makes everybody better on his team. I agree. He has he has a list of intangibles. He has a more intangibles than he has just traditional skills. The shit that that guy can do, the way he reads the field, the way he improvises. At the end of the game, that 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 drive where that ended up with the field, the game-winning field goal, he he rushed up the middle for 15. twenty-six yards, whatever it was, yeah. on on one wheel. We don't, know, we don't know what was in that wheel, but yeah, there was uh yeah, it's crazy. And like I say about that guy, like he doesn't look fast, but no one ever fucking catches him. Yeah, it's like he's walking, he, like he's prancing on eggshells when he runs out there. It's really quite it, weird. It, yeah. It's more of a trot than a gallop. But he covers ground like he's he ain't he's, a Clydesdale like me and you. That's there's no doubt about that. Like he's, he uh, can play quarterback for the Denver Broncos anytime, and I'll be just happy about it. Well, I don't. He's think he, so good. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was it was a great game. He put on, like both quarterbacks put on great performances. A great game all around. We'll get into the other stuff in, in half a second. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code. 1420 scaped at manscaped.com today for all of your personal grooming needs. Are the are the are the carpets still matching the drapes? Are we still doing that line? Or no? <laughs> they have some other read I'll do later on, but whatever. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm curious. Manscaped, we love you, Manscaped. 
Thank you for your support over the year. There you go. That's almost been a year, hasn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't keep track of that shit either. Fourteen Twenty Sports Bar Podcast is happy to have teamed up with Rocket Sports just in time for the holiday season. With golf, baseball, softball, lacrosse, and soccer training accessories, Rocket Sports has all the home or gym training gear you will ever need. Each product is designed to stand up to the most rigorous practice settings. Use promo code one four two zero Rocket at checkout and receive ten percent off your purchase at Rocket Sports. Rocket Sports was founded by athletes for athletes. All their products are engineered to the highest standards and come with our fair play guarantee and a lifetime warranty. Go to Rocket.com and look for holiday gift ideas for the Weekend Warrior or the Serious Athlete in your life today. Once again, that's 1-4-2-0-R-U-K-K for 10% off at checkout. When you purchase a Rocket, you come to win. 20 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Mirror Sports Talk, and a whole lot more. Brought This segment is brought to you by RexMD and RexMD.com slash BellyUp. Use promo code, don't use the promo code. Yeah, use promo code what for BellyUp at, fuck, uh, there's only one for RexMD.com. RexMD.com and use uh, promo code BellyUp at checkout or just go to RexMD.com slash BellyUp and that'll take care of everything and then uh, that'll happen for all your erectile dysfunction uh, pills and needs and medications, whatever it may be. I'm so used to saying 1420 everything, Dave. I, I screwed that one up. I'm going to leave that one to, to you from here on in. Dave, as much as the the greatness that that football game was yesterday and how great the the, the sport can be, uh, podcasts, that's what we're supposed to do is bring up the other side of things. So we're not going to gonna hug the NFL for all, all that they do right because they tend to do a lot of things wrong. Dave, that game yesterday, could somebody explain to me how no one's played in State Farm Arena, whatever it's called, State Farm Stadium, the the grass hasn't been touched for how long, blah, 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 blah. How the hell is the NFL, which is a multi-billion, billion, with a B, billion-dollar business, and the Super Bowl, which brings in how much money and on and on and on. How the hell is the playing surface inadequate for that type of a game indoors? That is inexcusable. And there should the Players Association should launch a lawsuit. There's no fucking excuse. I've been in that stadium. They bring that fucking grass. It's on a it's on tracks. It's on, it's and on, they, it's on two tracks. They take it right out. Yeah. The grass lives outside, aside from games. And how the fuck that did I, I did they just drench it, or did did Phoenix get a, a, a rain, a, a thunderstorm before they they rolled that back in? That was awful. You noticed it immediately, and it affected the play. It, it affected the game for sure. We don't know how. The only thing I will say is both teams had a play on it, so it did support one team over the other. But well, that was did, that but, was but inexcusable. Did it though, because our our good friends uh, uh, Aaron and JD at Bruliana Sports they 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 said that the pass rush was going to be too much for for Kansas City to handle, and then all of a sudden they they couldn't they couldn't rush. Was it because of the turf? Because when you're no. slipping and sliding and can't, you don't know. Like you don't you don't know like how the. How a playing surface 
that can live indoors and outdoors and outdoors where it's normally not raining. That's what deserts are. Like, excuse, like tell me if I'm wrong. 80, 80 to 90 degrees every Always. fucking day. Dry that fucking thing out. Like and then if it, if it is raining, it takes an hour to pull that thing in. It's a big hunk of meat. I get it. Pull it in, put on the put on the the uh, the heaters, the air, the dryers, whatever it's got to be. There is no reason why a game of that magnitude is going to be played on a on a surface that was as shitty as that. There's no there's no reason for that. It's and I'm the kind of guy when I see that kind of thing happening, it makes me wonder, like, what the fuck did they do with this? They, did they did they bring it inside and then water it? Like, why was it so bad? Uh, the the Phoenix Cardinals haven't had a game for a month, for fuck's sake. All you had to do was get that turf ready, and they didn't. And, they paid. They paid. There's some guy that the, the, the turf father or whatever the fuck is. I saw that. Eight, eight, uh, $800,000 is what the NFL paid for that playing surface yesterday. Like, I don't understand that. How something could be that bad and the, and the, 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 Turf's blowing up. It's got there's divots and everything else. It's like it's a, around a fucking par five, par four, and they're hit, hitting wedges in. That was gross. It was, I, I don't understand. And I was pissed off last night about this a little bit. And I'll get into this. I'll go on a little bit of a rant here. That goes to show. And then with the, the the TV coverage, we'll talk about that in a second too. It goes to show how little the NFL actually cares about the actual product on the field. It is such a money-making fucking machine joke that they don't care about the, the stuff that's happening on the field. And if you watch during the telecast, they kept going upstairs and, and looking at the owner's boxes of both teams, more so than the Chiefs box than the, than the Philly box, but it goes to show how little the NFL ownership and the networks actually care about the on-field product compared to what was happening off the field and everything else. Because if the playing surface was like that and the way the, the, the media coverage was for that game throughout the entire game, the, the on-field product was about third or fourth or fifth down the line of that game yesterday. I hear what you're saying, and, and you're not... You're not necessarily wrong because you know what? This isn't the first time this has happened to the NFL. Totally different size of the coin. Like this was the penultimate game of the year. About four, I, I'm going to say about four years ago, they have the Hall of Fame game, the, exhibit, the first exhibition game of the year in yep. Canton, Ohio. They had to cancel the game because the players in a preseason came out and the field was unplayable. It was absolute trash. And they're saying there's no fucking way we're playing on this. So if they, they've canceled the game on the preseason on the Hall of Fame game, you would think, you would think that the NFL would be saying to themselves, thank Christ this is a, a preseason game. Um, it's the Hall of Fame game. It's one of the more watched preseason games. But let's have a fucking dude in charge. And make sure, put him on, on boots and make him run around. And make sure this thing, make sure this field is good. Because I got to guess, there, there was no real quality control field technician with the NFL to say, no, like this, this is a good field. We, can, we, have, we have full confidence that the players are going to be, be, be able to perform to the best of their ability on this surface. 
Yeah, I was a little bit hot last night. And then we we talked about it ad nauseum that the two and a half years we've been doing this freaking show about uh, the uh, the owners coming on the field and getting the trophy and everything else. We won't get back into that. We everybody knows our our stance on that. But throughout the telecast, like I said, how they kept going into the into the the owners box and showing them and everything else. And I just like, what do they? 90% of that box isn't even watching the fucking game. And they keep going in there and going in there because they're, they're, they're the ones paying the bills, right? Not really, not really at all. The advertisers are paying the bills and the pockets are getting filled. That, that game, that game, like I didn't watch any of the, uh, the pregame. It was on, but I wasn't watching it. Uh, the whole thing, it's become, we talked about it on Thursday a little bit, but not to this length and not with this type of uh, disdain. But that whole thing yesterday, man, that was a bad look on the NFL, in my opinion, man. Like, that is a bad, bad look, the way that they, they have just – it's just one big commercial the entire time. And they, they couldn't wait because even at the end of it, when they should be going into the locker room and talking to the players and talking to the guy who doesn't – like, not talking to Travis Kelsey's and not talking to Patrick Mahomes and talking to players, they could – Fox could not wait. They had the ticker on for some whatever show it was going to be that they were that they were that they were publicizing. They couldn't wait to cut away from that game and pump their their new TV show. It, I thought it was absolutely fucking horrific the way that Fox did, did yesterday. Well, the way that works, you know, we gotta. That's not on the NFL. CBS paid, or Fox. sorry, it was Fox paid to have the Super Bowl, and we're paid to go through. The, the trophy and then we're paying till once the trophy's gone, probably 15 minutes. And then we go to our regular schedule pro, pro, because that's what they're paying for. They're paying for that audience to watch this show. That's going to come on immediately. Right back. after the, I know I get how ratings yeah. work and I get pumping your, yeah. pumping your, your, your product. We so do that, it here let, all the time. I get it. It doesn't so make it right. That, you know, and then I watched uh, the NFL Network for the rest of the night, you know, and that gets a little tired. Maurice Jones-Drew can fuck right off. That kid's an idiot. He's a kid. He's retired running back. Um, he played Jacksonville, I think, right? Yeah, Jacksonville forever. And he was like an above average back for a little bit. But he's an absolute clown behind the mic given breakdown. He, whatever, he... <laughs> He he compared Mahomes to Brady, and then the guy that like, opposite him was like, you know, Brady actually had three rings at this time. Well, I didn't know that. Well, maybe you should fucking know it because you're on fucking TV with a microphone in your hand breaking yeah. the goddamn game down. Don't have screaming hot takes when they're not hot takes. Yeah, just be right. So uh, I, I got sidetracked there, but Maurice Jones-Drew should not be behind the mic giving uh, post-game. Um the NFL is the NFL, and you know you and I, and I, I agree with a lot of what you just said. But we're all going to watch, and at the end of the day, we're all going to watch, and and that, and so they can do what they want, especially on the biggest game. It's it is a shame we kind of touched upon it uh, last week how the championship game that is going to decide the champion of your league, which is the most popular league uh, in the. In North, North America. America, for sure. And then it's not a real game because you're asking them to take longer breaks. Your halftime is like three times longer than normal. You're From the like coin this- flip to the kickoff takes fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. I I, I almost tweeted that. You know, kickoff at, at, at 430 Mountain Standard. 
kickoff happened at 4:45. Like you know, like the 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 coin was flipped. The answers were saying, "I'm I'm here, ready to watch." But they just dragged that fucker out. Well, there was 103 million minutes. people watching, so I guess it works. But I, I, I don't think it's right, and I think it's, I think it's actually, I think it's gross. I think it's actually fucking gross the way they do it. And then that, and then the, the field being bad the way it was. And then you have that halftime show yesterday, which I put it up on Twitter today. I and I find the uh, what I actually said on Twitter. I put a poll up as I do every day at 14 at underscore 1420 or whatever it is. Um, I I th- I didn't. And Deanne is a big, big, big Rihanna fan, like huge Rihanna fan. And I I put it up on Twitter. What were your thoughts on Rihanna's halftime performance? Uh, I had underwhelming, average, and great. Forty-seven point two percent said average. Thirty point six percent underwhelming, and twenty-two point two percent said great. Dave, I thought that that was awful. Like I thought it was actually awful it was complete dog shirt it was absolute dog shirt it was a mario brothers fucking stage show which you know i'm I'm gonna tell you what it was kind of cool the presentation but you know what when i'm watching a musical act in the biggest stage of the year do you want to see fucking music i want to see someone play the drums i want to see a guitar player I don't even. I, I don't even mind Something. seeing someone fucking scratching the a record. Like, I, we know they always lip sync. At least try to lip sync. She didn't even yes. do that. She, she her lip sync was off. She you know, didn't want to be there one bit, and I thought it was. I thought it was awful. I thought it was actually but, the most underwhelming thing I've ever seen on on network television's recency bias, obviously again. But I thought it was absolutely brutal. And if she didn't want to be there, then get somebody else because it was there, brutal. Serious, show me Rihanna dressed in red with a bunch of Michelin men. Like, was the was the halftime show put on by Michelin or oh, Apple, Apple Music? Oh, those fucking tire guys jumping around. You know, I get it. The choreography, the visual was the visual was kind of cool. It was. And Rihanna has hits. I get it. I don't mind her. I don't dislike her. But that show was she just There wasn't fucking... one moment that jumped out on me. Like nothing. Like, like looking back twenty four hours now, nothing. And, and you De- know what? Like I said Deanne's a huge Rihanna, Rihanna fan, and she's like, "This isn't. This isn't very good." It and yeah, you're pregnant. That's fine. Garbage. That's Hooray. fine. Yeah. I'm not expecting to do fucking cartwheels. I'm not. No. But look like you're interested. She was just putting in time. That's all she did. And you know what? She doesn't get paid. But you know what she did? She did take out her fucking little makeup thing because I found that on Twitter. Like, you know, when she was walking and redid her makeup, that's her own makeup brand. Making so, money like, right there, right? Making money. Like, and, and I get it. I, I'm and not like, against I, and people getting fucking paid and pushing I under I totally understand that we're, we are not the demographic that the Super Bowl is looking at for halftime. Like, they, they, they know we're going to watch the game, but they want to get the demographic in there for that, that 15 minutes for halftime and sell more wares. I get how it works. I totally understand it. But be better. That was, that you know was, what? That was actually awful. It was and awful. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like the mainstream media I follow on Twitter, who like you know I'm not that guy. Mainstream media, even they were all like, "Oh, the Queen, Queen Riri, and stuff like that." We're like gushing. Like yeah, this morning I was watching whatever channel, watching the news, 
And like, what she the puts on a phenomenal show. Like, and then Deanne's like, wasn't a great show. It was terrible. No, it was a hundred Michelin men in perfect choreography. It was cool choreography. And it was visually kind of neat. But there was no show there. That could have been fucking Britney Spears. That could have been Debbie Gibson. It was all the fucking yeah, shit. No, it was I, it it was actually it was could have been it, Tiffany. It, That's it was, what they should have done. Could have been so beautiful, could have been so blind. Yeah. T- Tiffany, I think we're alone now. Nineteen eighty fucking seven. Yeah, no, that, that was brutal. It, it was it was actually it was one like it that one is, is going to be remembered twenty years from now for all the wrong reasons. That was awful. Like, that it, was it, a fucking dog. Yeah. It was an absolute dog. And then at the end of the game, and like I said, I, I put up on my, my on my phone. I said, that was the worst halftime show I've seen in a long time. And it, it ain't close. Yeah. Okay. And, I, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of likes or anything like that. There's there's uh, one of our loyal listeners uh, chimed in and agreed with me. But I don't know. Are we not allowed to say anything bad about Rihanna? Because I didn't see a lot of it, and I well, thought there was if we're not, I think that this might be the last episode of the 1420 podcast. We we both have the exact same uh, thought process on this one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was 50 year old Canadians from South yeah, Alberta. Pe- like... People listen to us about our thoughts on Rihanna. They, they got to do a fucking mental health check because if people listen to us for their uh, or their recent pop culture wants and needs it's quite real no the, the, the whole thing's a lot like i get it why do they, they make money it's a big money maker for the networks i get it it's just i i uh i wonder if the nfl should take a step back you know and do the whole thing and then actually play the game like it's meant to be played right like the world cup final in, in soccer you don't have fucking Julio Iglesias coming out at halftime and, and doing a 20-minute concert. No, it's the same. If, when you played your first game in qualifying, you played 45 minutes, you had a 15-minute break, and you played 45 minutes. And that's how they play the World Cup final as well. Well, fuck, Dave. I said it this morning on 1420 in the morning that, like, I'm a Jeter guy. There's no getting around that. Like, I'm a Yankee guy through and through. And I was doing something yesterday. I look up on the television, and Derek Jeter's on television. Why? It's it's it's, it's a seven-hour commercial. And it's, it's gross. It's actually fucking gross. Yeah. The, the NFL, like, and I get it. This is their, their pony. But they're making zillions of fucking dollars and that's why i hate so much more that the owners are on the stage to get that trophy at the end of it give these guys something you're 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 dictating the whole thing give these players something because you know what you're not the show right and then like you know you're in you're always in a big city um where i've been to that uh stadium the where the coyotes used to play is right there it's 200 meters away like have a viewing party in there where the game is in you can get drinks and shit like that that's where you have the halftime show, and that way you don't have to put a stage on. That way you don't have people running over the, the fields and working. Fucking, fucking it up even more. It's even worse. Exactly. Like, like they have the ability to do this. Like, so, so quit fucking with the game. Let the game maintain its integrity, and and fuck off with this with this half hour. Uh, like, I, I'm guessing forty minute. Halftime show. We're in, in I real think it was life. Thirty-five minutes, anyway, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, but like you know, from 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 end of uh, second quarter whistle to start of the second half, it's 
45 minutes and these players are used to 20. So like maintain the integrity of the game. Maintain the integrity it, it, it of the game. It goes to show how much bullshit the NFL actually is because they don't care the the on-field product is is it's not it's not even secondary to these fuckers. It's not it's it's, it's, not. it's about the Benjamins and and whatever. I mean, we're all in, and we all wake up every morning to try to make a few bucks, right? But the NFL says they care about the fans and they care about this. No, they don't. They care about padding the owners' pockets and that's it. That is it. They don't care. All they, all they care about is seeing how far they can we can care push less. It. And the NFL's yep. a fucking joke in in, in to, to me in in that in that realm. And it's just, and no, it 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 it, it, ma- it makes me. Last night I was hot, and I I, I couldn't believe what, especially when the 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 field and like on and on with all the negatives. Like you, you, they they tell us to watch and tell us to watch and tell us to mm-hmm. watch, which we do, and we enjoy enjoy the games. But the behind the scenes stuff, uh, it it drives me absolutely fucking bonkers. It's it's a hot dog, eh? You love eating it, but you don't want to know what's inside. There you go. Anyways, go ahead, Dave, with your the, your your big read for Rex oh. MD. Do you got it? Rex, uh, yeah, I do. Okay, and so guys, just like the hot dog that uh, you don't want to know what's inside. No, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> Sometimes we all need a little help in the bedroom. Valentine's Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Our sponsors at Rex MD are here to help make this the best night of your life. ED is a common medical issue that affects over 30 million men in the U.S. Um, we've all had those nights where we get a little too ner- nervous and just need a little help. No one likes playing pool with a rope. The doctors at RexMD will evaluate you online. There's no office visits, and they'll ship the medication directly tomorrow because you're not going to listen to this until tomorrow. But you know what I'm saying? These guys at RexMD are here to help you. What you have to do is go to RexMD.com, promo code BELLYUP. $2 a dose, whereas uh, Cialis and uh, uh, Viagra. What's the other one? The blue pill, Pfizer, Viagra. Not Pfizer, no Viagra. $60 a pill. Yeah, <laughs> well, Pfizer makes Viagra. Oh. So, so, so go to our friends at RexMD, get a little help, and uh, make Valentine's Day good for you and your lady. Don't play pool with a rope. Wow, that's a, that's a good, that's a very good point. Anyways, <laughs> the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Like they said, brought to you by our friends at RexMD.com. Use the slash belly up. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself. I 
I sure hope someone saved themselves 20 bucks on, on those $43,000 tickets for the Super Bowl yesterday. For the, re, for the Rihanna halftime show, <laughs> you saved some 20 fucking bucks to watch that drivel yesterday. But, anyways, he's 1420pod at SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app today. Uh, yeah, no, SeatGeek, uh, thank you very much for all. You've been with us, I think you're one of the first ones we picked up about a year ago, right around this time when we first started thinking we should maybe uh, get some sponsors and see if we can't, we're not making any money on it, but whatever. Uh, the uh, Dave, uh, the hot button topic all day long and right from last night, and I was a little bit uh, upset about it last night, not upset to a point where I was going to jump off a ledge, but a little bit upset at the way that the, uh, the, the call was made and when the call was made uh, as, as an official more so than the, the, the way the, the game played out. But uh, let's talk about it. She's the hot button topic. The, uh, the elephant in the room, man, that flag late in the game last night. I don't know why I want to hear your thoughts on this before I chime in. Here's what I want to know. Like, it, I get it. Everybody right now is like, well, right now at the time, like you can't call that penalty at that time of the game. I get it. But you and I ourselves have, have bitched about it. If it's a penalty in the first period, it's a penalty in the third period. It's a penalty at what I think happened. It's the second, and we saw the guy pull tug the jersey. We saw it, right? Like everybody saw the jersey getting tugged. An umpire or ref, whatever, throws the flag, and he threw the flag reflexively before he actually thought about it. And that's what I believe happened. Because it's a penalty. When you see a, a defender pull the jersey away from the equipment, yeah. that's a that's a hole. That's that's Whatever it is, it's it's offense. It's not pass interference. Whatever they they want to call it, that's what happened. He he put the flag on the dirt, and then what do you do? Do you pick that flag? Well, would have been the mud there with the stadium. But anyways, we'll get, whatever. Get it, yeah, in the in the mulch, and and then and then, so now all of us as fans and and myself included, like you can't call like I my immediate reaction is you can't fall. You can't call that penalty at that time. But how many times have, have I pissed and moaned about penalties that should be called in, in, in the late stages of the games, but now because the game is in balance, that may, doesn't make that a foul. In NBA, you saw LeBron like crying like he was ready to, like someone just shot his kid. Asking for a foul on a regular in game fifty three in Boston a couple weeks ago, yeah, whatever it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, like, like, fuck, and then they were like, "Well, that's a foul, that's a foul, that's a foul." Like, so when it when so my question here is like, when as sports fans are we gonna just actually accept a simple fucking fact that the the refs are are imperfect, and if it's gonna wreck your 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 sports watching experience, then stop watching sports or or you just got to take a step back and not care that much because these these guys don't want to fuck it up. These men and women officiating games, they don't want to fuck up. They do not want to. And it's hard. And then and then so as our culture gotten so far to the point 
where we need someone to blame when shit doesn't go wrong. It's not the fact that I didn't catch. It's not the fact that he dropped it. It's not the fact that fucking referee fucked us over. So we can uh, blame someone a, else. As a, a fledgling official, Dave, it's it's funny that you, you, you we were talking about this. And we have this thing. It, I think it's, I'm a baseball guy, obviously. But it's pause, read, react, right? And and all the time, we I talk to kids and while I'm doing our clinic and everything else with, with baseball, I don't want to get into that a whole bunch, but it, it, it makes a lot of sense. You pause because you see it, okay? You read the play, and then you call it. And that guy did his job yesterday. Whether it was right, wrong, or indifferent, whether it's the right time, he the, 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 the most important call you're ever going to make is the next call because the other ones don't matter anymore. Right. And whether that call was right, wrong, or at the right time, at the wrong time, it doesn't matter. That guy saw what he saw and he made the call, whether it was right or wrong, or I I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know enough about the rules of football. But from what, and then you go after the game, the the the, the guy who made made, made the uh, the penalty was a, to what was his name? Bradford, Branford. Yeah, something. doesn't matter. Who cares? We won't want to. We don't want to shit on his his name uh, today. But uh, he, he admitted said, that I he, him. he did. I did it. But but he also said I thought I could get away with it because of, of the time of the game. So there 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 is a dance that happens with with athletes and officials. And because there there has been that dance for a number of years in all sports that he thought, okay, at this time I can get a little tug of the, of the, of the Jersey and slow things down. I don't think that the, the tug of the Jersey slowed him down enough to, to change things. That that's my opinion. I don't think that the, whatever that, that little slowdown made a big difference. I think Mahomes threw it. After the, after the fact, because he saw that there was a, a possible penalty, penalty happening, I don't think that, that changed. changed uh, I don't think the infraction changed the game. I think the penalty call changed the game. And I'll agree with that, but it, but it is a penalty. So So I think across the board, everybody can agree that that's a penalty in the first, like, Eight minutes into the first quarter, that's a penalty. Well, I, I I don't know if you can say that, Dave, because that was the only holding call called in the defense the entire game. And you're telling me there wasn't any handsy fucking shit going on the entire game till right that point? Oh no, but like so like you I know remember what I'm getting? Like, it just seems Yeah, like, in the in the first like, half you you know and I know that there there's officials in every sport. I don't know any officials' names. Well, I remember, I remember Ed Hockley's with his great big arms. But in hockey, there's referees. In football, there's umpires that that make calls at certain times to make sure that they that they're seen and they're known. And uh, so, if there's if, in in hockey and and baseball, there's guys like that. There has to be guys like that in, in football as well that want to be known. Oh, I made that call. I showed that fucker. And there's no, there's no way there's not. <coughs> I agree, but like uh, in the. I want to say in the second second quarter, mid second quarter, uh, Chiefs were third and eight ish or whatever, and Schuster had a crossing pattern, and he got mugged, and there was no flag, and then so like is this a makeup call maybe because then they, when they showed the replays of that one, it was clear that uh, the, I I believe it was the same DB for uh, Philly that was that was in on that play. Like it, 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 he clearly got there early, dragged him down, and and prevented Schuster from making that catch. 
And so maybe that was the umpire. And like in the second, in the locker room, in their 45 minute break, the umpires were looking and saying, like, Hey, you missed this call. Let's keep an eye on this. And I, 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 I do believe it was reflexive by a, 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 the, the referee at that time. You see it, you see it happening. You throw that flag arm goes up, right? Like if you're a basketball ref, like arm goes up, you don't, you, you see it happen and you react and that's your job as an official. And how do you pick up that flag when, when everybody sees the actual Jersey getting pulled off the thing? Like that's, that's black and white. It's absolutely black and white. There's no interpretation. When the when See, I, Dave, I disagree player, with that because I, if if that call doesn't get made, nobody, no one, nobody's mad. Nobody, nobody is upset at all on both sides of the ball. Nobody. That that call pissed off people who don't who don't watch football. Are like, what the fuck happened there? I just saw that exact same thing happen in a different realm. That exact same thing happened the play before, and the, because there's always some contact at the line every yeah. time. And and if if that call doesn't get made, no one says a fucking word. Nobody. I I kind I do kind of agree with you on that one. I I will say the yes, but but I'm not going to be the one to blame the official for that, right? He sees it and it's reactive by him as an official, and so you can't. 100, blame no, hundred percent. Like I'm I'm not blaming I, him either. Yeah, I'm just... you, you you can't blame the official, and I, and I and I do hear what you're saying there. Um, but the, but the other part of that question too is, and like you know, this did not, this did not gift the, the game to, to the Chiefs. It just, it just made it really, really, really hard because um, if if that flag doesn't get thrown, Casey's up by they three. They get the ball back with 90 seconds and, left, and, probably, and, and they Philly have a chance has, to run the yeah. ball, and Hurts gets a chance to do something, and, and the like something. it, because the timeouts yeah. that had to, had no to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, like, it, 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 and, you know, at the end of the day, like we talked about in the first segment of the show tonight, if if Hurts doesn't fumble that ball in the second quarter, or the, for whatever, in the first half, um, that call doesn't mean a thing. So right. it, it, you 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 can point your finger at the official, and you can point the official at at umpires. You can point your finger at whatever uh, official is in whatever sport you like watching on a nightly basis. At the end of the day, a player made a mistake somewhere for the score to end up that way. It's 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 so rare that an official costs a, a team a a. a, a a game. How many games would get played all year long at at, at the uh, the highest levels? And it's not very often that it's an official's fault. That game would not have been at the point it was without Hertz fumbling that ball in the second quarter. So that official made that call. It shouldn't have been a factor. It turned right. out and to be a factor, but Hertz Hertz's mistake is way bigger than the official making the right call. Right, because you know what? Right. That hurts fumble. The play before that hurts fumble, it was 30 inches and they were going to sneak it. And that uh, that Samoan fella jumped offside, right? And so now instead of so 30 on inches. on and on it goes. It, yeah. And then so now it now it's third and five. And and that's the one hurts does it, right? And that was the right call on that one. But like, so are we going to blame the official? Well, you can't call it. Like he was going to sneak it anyways. He would have got it anyways. 
Well, then don't fucking jump. Don't fucking tug the jersey. Like every yeah. single fucking basketball game it. in, in the history so of the world. It's so tough. I mean, being an official is hard, and I get it. it and it's just sometimes you you, you see there 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 are red ass officials out there. Well, I, I got to make this call now. Well, do you? Like I don't know. It's it, it's it, it's such a hard it's it's such a hard and a fine line about the because we 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 get taught a lot. There, there's there's the rule. And then there's the spirit of the rule and there's game management and how, and how to deal with it. And when you, and when, not when to call certain things, but how to call certain things, I guess. And I'm sure they do it in football as well. That man, oh man, like that's, it's just a tough spot to make a call that nobody wouldn't, wouldn't know the difference. Nobody. Right. See, and, and, and you wouldn't have, been, you watch more football than, I, football than I did. And if they didn't make that call, you would have went, all right, it's incomplete pass. Yeah, you're completely right. And, and, but like, I'm not going to jump down the referee's neck. I'm not going to crucify the referee for doing this one because I think it was reactionary. I thought, I think he was in a position where he saw the jersey getting tugged. And then, like, like, just that's what I do. You see, you see the DB tug a jersey, you throw the flag. And that's what you do. Right. And it, and it's reactionary and and everybody's heightened. Like I got to be on this. I got to be on this. I don't want to. Cause their adrenaline's going too. Right. Cause it's it's a minute left in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. And you're there and you're watching and, and well, you can't call that at that time. And then anytime that gets mentioned, it kind of makes me wonder because I've said it myself. I've said it myself. You can't make that call at that time. But it would have been a penalty in the first period. So why isn't it a penalty in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Right? Like, it, 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 it's an infraction, and we're here to do the rules, and 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 we're so hard on officials, and we've, we've come down on officials so many times over the NFL. When's the NFL going to figure this out? And how do they figure this out? And what are they going to do about these officials? And then so a guy made the correct call, but it just happened to be a ticky-tack, Nothing call, nothing. Nothing call, and then they just but and like so five yards first down, and you know, and, and that changed and, the, the entire game because of how many first downs. Well, it left didn't, it, it didn't change the entire game. It it, it gave, it prevented Philly uh, an opportunity to go eighty yards with a box five plays and no, time. It's, and no, the, and, and the, no timeouts. Like they might have had five plays instead of, instead of one. Right, and they're running first team. Like, there's no one knows if they would have gotten into field goal range. Don't like, and we'll never know, you know. And it, and it did rob us as fans of seeing the possibility that uh, Hertz and the Eagles may have done without those ninety seconds. And and we'll never know. We'll never know. And and but that's not the referee's fault because he actually made. It's the not call. the referee's fault that Jalen Hurts fumbled the football in the second quarter. Correct. It's not. Yeah. It's, and it's not the referee's fault that uh Samoan guy jumped off side the, the, with inches beforehand. It's not his fault there either. So it, we, we got to look at it. And, yeah. You know, as sports fans, I think we got to take our foot off the, the gas of being so critical of the, of the officials because yeah. The rules of hockey, uh, not the rules, the rule, yeah, well, I will say so. The rules of hockey, of NFL and NBA, um, have been basically the same forever, but just little tweaks here and there. But the quality of athletes that are playing these games 
has gotten ridiculously different. Baseball, diff- uh, baseball is not that different. Same strike zone, same, same parad- parameters. Yes, yeah, so the rules haven't changed zone. a whole bunch over the years. Yeah. Yeah, but like because of the because of the quality of athletes in the other three, I think that's made the officiating in those sports a lot more. Though the a lot more under the microscope because it's just so hard to to call those penalties in real time. And so I think we got to give the officials a bit of a break. We're allowed to piss and moan about them because there are blown calls. But at the end of the day, I think the guy made the right call. I do believe that uh, you can't call that penalty at that time. But at the same time, what do you do? We piss and moan at him if he doesn't call it in the first quarter, but now he's an asshole for calling it in the fourth. Yeah. So so we got to make up our own mind at fans as as, as to to what standard we're going to hold our. And, and and the thing, don't don't be hypocritical as a fan. Like if you don't want that that call made on your team, don't expect it to be to be made against your team. Correct. Right. So you got to keep keep your yap shut when it comes to to, to those those ticky tack calls because if you want that call in the in the third inning of a baseball game but don't want that call in the in you, but you don't want that call in the sixth inning of a baseball game and it's same with with football and hockey and the like then keep your yap shut when it comes to officials because uh uh it's a fine line man winning winning losing the fine lines we saw yesterday exactly right like you know so this is baseball you got two on down by one bottom of the ninth and you got called uh, a little bit outside uh got caught looking Ah, oh, that rep, that that uh, fucked us, fucked us, just right, fucked us. Like with that one call on a two-strike pitch yeah. that he should have. On batter a Tuesday should've... night in June, and the batters, you know, like it, it was close. If it was that close to call for a strike, he should have fouled it off then. Well, right? and it, it, so go fuck yourself. With, yeah. uh, we, when we had Tom O'Connor on months, a couple months ago, and I, I heard it today on whatever show I was watching. Don't leave it in the officials' hands, right? Do something prior to it getting in the officials' hands. Yeah. If you, if you leave it in the officials' hands, and if you're talking about it after the game about the, about the official being the one at fault, you're at fault. Right. Like that LeBron thing a week or two ago. Like I don't know how the fuck the greatest point scorer of all time has the audacity to go like I should have got that call. Go fuck yourself. Dunk that fucking thing. Well, the thing is, is he, did 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 he go thirty three for thirty three from the field that night? No, he probably missed some shots. Maybe, right? I'm guessing. Like I don't yeah. know what, what his stat line was, but I'm I'm going to guarantee he wasn't shooting hundred percent from the, the free throw line or the field. They lost by one. So that is that, is that the, the referee's fault? Yes, it should have been a foul, hundred percent. But did you make every shot? Did your teammate make every shot? No. Shut up. Did man. I did I call that travel in the first quarter? Like just fucking yeah. just go fuck yourself. Stay right? get like, you know? fucked and stay fucked. Whatever. Also, yeah. we're 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 uh we're referee huggers in the 1420 Sports Park podcast. No well, I'm just saying let's not blame let's not blame the officials for that because even though I, I may agree that there there is certain times and places to make calls, I understand why that guy threw the flag. That one yesterday. I don't think he should have made that call. That's but my. Are, I, I don't think, but I don't but, know. I don't know enough about the rules of football to say yes, no, maybe so. But I don't think you make that that call at that time. 
You're not allowed to pull. You're not allowed to pull jerseys. Just put that, right, right. So you don't have to know anything about. Football. They pull jerseys every fucking play. Every play, there's jersey getting pulled. No, I just. You could call holding every play. Not on the line. Every other play, but not every play. Every single play in the game of football, you could call holding. Every uh, single one. I don't think so. I think you can call one. I don't know. I'm going to watch with a, a little bit more critical eye. Critical eye. I'm going to. No, I don't know. I don't know, Dave. I, I think I think you're yeah, reading gonna, that. It's yeah. It's whatever. All right, but my 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 ultimate point is is like, you know, let's let's stop as fans, myself included, expecting a lot out of the officials because. I do believe they are trying their best. I do believe there is a lot of blown calls, but I I don't believe like like the the, the NFL rigged last night. Like I don't. No, I mean, I, no. That that well, that wasn't out like and all this script shit and stuff like that. That ain't what that was. That ain't what that was. No, I don't. Think I think I think the official thought he was doing the right thing, and it and it is a little bit unfortunate that we missed uh, ninety seconds of. Um, of Philly, like I don't, I don't know, I mean, maybe in overtime. Who knows? It's unfortunate. This was a great game, and it was a good game. And I, and I, 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 I think it's a bad luck blaming the official on that one. Yeah. If you're uh, waiting for the official win, win one or lose you one, then uh, you you weren't going to win a championship anyways. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for beer sports talk and a whole lot more. Brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com today and save you save yourself twenty bucks in the process. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Beaver Sports Talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by Manscaped, Rex MD, and SeatGeek. You've heard all the promo codes, all it's got to be. Thank you very much to the sponsors for the show. Uh, Dave, we, man, we talk a lot of football on Monday nights throughout the, the season, started way back in September. Uh, we had our predictions that I, I was 100% wrong the, the way it all turned out. Uh, it was a great Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, Give me a highlight you had of the. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's 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 not be positive Monday. Let's be negative Monday. What was the the biggest disappointment for you uh, this football season? The way it all turned out. Oh Jesus Christ! Is there any question about it? That's why the I asked. Denver Broncos. Like holy fuck! I don't know if it was Russell Wilson forgetting how to play football. I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett has no idea to be a head coach. I think of the blame, my complete, obviously, disappointment was the train wreck of the Denver Broncos season. 
I'm going to put 74% of the blame on Nathaniel Hackett. I'm going to put the final 26% on uh, Russell Wilson. I am excited um, that Sean Payton, someone that knows how to run a fucking franchise, well, it's franchise, how to coach a football team, is coming to Denver. And my expectations aren't ridiculously high. But I think it's going to be a better year for the Denver Broncos in 23-24. For me, it was my uh, USC Trojans not uh, getting anything done. Once again, yeah, I got a Heisman Trophy winner with Caleb Williams, and uh, and that happened. But getting getting blown out in the uh, Pac-12 championship game by the Utah Utes, that was a, a definite low light for me. That wasn't good. I, I knew it was going to happen. I, I say it every year, and I, I predicted it before the game even happened. Uh, that they were going to end up losing that game because that's just what USC does year in, year out. And no matter who, who's at the helm, who the coach is, you go down back to Pete Carroll years, even back then, it uh, would seem to be you, your your team rolls through the regular season and has a chance, and you, you go, no, they're going to lose. And, and that's what USC did year after year, and that's uh, what happened. Uh but it was a fun football season. A lot happened. It ended up with a great football game, even though we talked some negative shit about it uh, not half an hour ago. The uh, It's a great football season. A lot of good things happen. A lot of great things. You've seen some great uh, athletic endeavors. You've seen a lot of great games, a lot of great players. The the, the the league itself, okay, not not the league, the players itself, the athletes that, that represent the league are second to none. And I don't think we can we can argue that the way that these players play the game on a week in week out basis. I don't the 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 league hasn't seen anything like this in in, in our lifetime. With that, I I agree with that one hundred percent. The the athletes uh, and the quality of physical specimens um, that are that are taking the field week in week out, it's it's ridiculous. Their talents, God. Damn, I couldn't imagine doing what these men do every day, uh, not every day, once a week. It's it, it, it's a sport that we all think, you know, we, can, we like to throw around a football here and there and catch. We have no idea as to the dedication and, and, and the abilities of these players. And then, and then, you know what, I, I'm thankful that I get to watch football. And watch these guys. I'm glad I don't know how hard it is because I think it would have hurt. Oh, God, I couldn't believe it because, <laughs> you know, like at least when you're on blades in hockey, right, you can you can fall back and skate and coast. There's no coasting in football. Yeah, once your feet stop, you're getting hit. Yeah. If someone's coming at you and you're going at them, you're you're going down hard and there's there's no give anywhere. And you know, as to that, you know, I'm 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 thankful that football is a product that I get to watch. The uh, the NFL's got a, a few problems. We we discuss a little bit uh, at uh, at length here tonight, which was is odd for for us to discuss at the end of the season for this. But um, there's some things that they have to try to fix, and it's. It's 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 bro- it's broadcast widely, not not just on our show, but all over everywhere. ESPN, TSN, all over everywhere. Uh, Dave, uh, give me one thing that the NFL's got to try to fix before this before next season starts. I think they have to 
fix contract situations. I don't think they, I think they have to have guaranteed money. I don't think they can, I think they have to do that and make uh, GMs and, and owners of their teams more responsible for the, the money that thro- they're throwing at these players. I think contracts have to be guaranteed. And I think they have to uh, throw in a couple hundred million to long-term disability because, like I said, the 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 way these men crash into each other, there's going to be long-term effects. I think they should take care of the players after they're done playing the game. Yeah, that's something I don't understand how that goes because the like we said earlier on that these these owners have so much money they're making they're making so much money and how they can't throw a couple of bucks that that wouldn't even that wouldn't even uh, their bank accounts wouldn't even notice it their their kids bank accounts wouldn't even notice it and I think that's something that that has to be addressed uh, in, in a big way and realize that these players aren't just expendable I mean they are on on a roster but they're 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 human beings and they're not expendable the one thing I think that has to change uh, for me is uh, the, what, what to catch and what's not a catch and the way that it goes on game in game out and the way that the games can drag on for all the reviews that, that happen and the officials that I don't think they even know because then you have whoever that jackass is who pretends he knows what he's talking about all the time on uh, on telecast on Fox that Mike Pereira yeah go fuck yourself Mike Pereira he's Why awful he, he's he's like, usually He's wrong. He's wrong most of the time in his predictions. What the call is going to be, and I, if and if he's supposed to be the the king daddy topper of officials that have retired and knows the rule book in and out, and he's getting him wrong on a consistent basis, then how do the guys in the field know what the call is? And I think that that's something that's really got to be changed in the National Football League to, to speed games up a little bit because I think that the 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 constant replay is slowing things down to a point where like I'm not watching the game live anymore because you rewind blah 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 whatever you can do uh, it's 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 hard to watch when all that happens on a week on on a day in day out basis i agree but like you know as far as telecast goes i want all those rules experts gone i want them off the ta- the the telecast because the the color man on every single broadcast well, I won't say every single but 90 percent is an ex player and they know the fucking rules those guys were good yesterday I I think uh, it was her, basic uh, bones yeah. done. Say this, say this, say that. Just the facts. They reported bet- on the facts. That was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The the team. No, I thought they were really. I thought they were really good. Kevin Harden, I believe, is it Kevin Harden and Greg Greg Olson. I think they did a great. You know, job you know what, you know what, how you know they were good. You don't know their names. I always know their names because. No, but you I, know what? I don't like when when they're bad. Yeah. That's when you you know who their names are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody knows when Tony Romo is like just screaming and yelling like yeah. a 12, 12 year old girl, right? Like it's just like fuck off. Uh, Greg Olson and and uh, Harden did an awesome job calling that game yesterday. No, I thought they were great. It was just facts. It wasn't speculation. It wasn't anything. It was factual. It was they did a great job, and I thought they they were they were great. No, that's our uh, well, that's the end of a football season, Dave. The uh, fourteen twenty sports bar podcast survives another football NFL season. A uh, lot going like that, man. It was uh, a long year. Great, uh, great uh, talk. We had, we had some friends on the show uh, talking about the Eagles. I feel bad. I, I feel bad for uh, Aaron and JD a little bit. Uh, like not not too bad. I'm going to call them and console them or anything. But uh, it's it's tough when 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 they when your team loses like that. It sucks when your team loses. I wasn't a big fan. <laughs> 
I didn't think Philly was going to uh, win. But, you know, uh, we have become friends with uh, the brutally honest boys. And I know what that feels like. It sucks to be you, but whatever. Dick goes on in sports. They'll get over it. start again next year. They ain't putting food on your table, boys, and, and it's okay to be a fan. It's okay to be Fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beers worth talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More important, take care of yourself. Need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, David? No watching Rihanna at halftime, Jim. Don't watch that, Jim. Jim, uh, make sure you're ready to go Thursday night. We want you on the show to talk some NBA. We've got NHL, Major League Baseball starting up. Pitching catch reported today. More tomorrow. So we ain't stopping here at, the, at World Headquarters. Things are going to keep rolling and going on. So, Jim, we will talk to you on Thursday night. David, you have a good night, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. I will be here. There we go. Good night, uh, everybody.